0: Wood's Wednesday, I don't know what we're calling these shows yet, uh, podcast. So I've got Sonia Mann from the Zcash Foundation on the show today, and we're going to talk about cryptocurrency and how to buy LSD on the internet.
1: Yep, yep. That is uh, among <laughs> the things that Zcash is good for. Uh, Thank I guess God. <laughs> to, to give like the briefest possible explanation, Zcash mm-hmm. is a fork of Bitcoin that uses a different hashing algorithm called Equihash. Um, so the mining situation is slightly different, and then also Zcash has some novel cryptography incorporated into it, uh, the keyword here being zero-knowledge proofs. That's what's to Google if you want the like very mathy explanation, uh, but basically <laughs> it's uh, there is a, an opt-in way for you to have much more anonymous transactions than if you're using Bitcoin, which has a completely open blockchain. So. The idea of zero knowledge proofs uh, is that you are able to prove something without revealing it, um, and that's sort of—I am not personally a cryptographer, so the very like technical explanation is beyond me. Um, mm-hmm. I think if you go to zkproofs.org, there are a bunch of explainers on there. Um, but yeah, so definitely like um, a couple of the primary use cases for uh, Zcash that you know make it differentiate it from other cryptocurrencies is like, if you want to buy drugs, Zcash is great. Um, if you, <laughs> I mean, yeah, you know, it's the reality. Uh, sure. If you want to, um, I don't know, if you live in Venezuela and you have an absolutely terrible government and you want uh, a little bit more stable and more sort of plausibly deniable cryptocurrencies, Zcash could be good for that. Um, or if you just are like a privacy freak, which a surprising amount of people are. Um, Uh, then Zcash is a good fit for that also.
0: I'd say it's entirely reasonable, uh, the privacy freak bit, or the Venezuela bit, or Mm -hmm. the drugs bit, actually.
1: You could Um, be a drug-loving Venezuelan who also cares a lot about privacy, and Zcash would be like your fave.
0: Although, so there are
1: also, I mean, at least the Zcash Foundation's position, um, and Mm -hmm. this is a little bit complicated aspect of the Zcash ecosystem, is that there's the Zcash company, which employs Mm -hmm. most if not all, of the technical leadership, including the main creator, Zuko. Um, And then there's the Zcash Foundation, which is a separate nonprofit. We're very new and we're very tiny. I'm the third employee. And we're sort of trying to balance out the poles of power in terms of the open source project. Because it really, it is an open source project that happens to uh, generate money. Um, Unlike most open source projects. Roasted. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> uh, let's let's just be. I just got to be honest, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, I I feel like I was gonna say something else, and now I've forgotten what it was.
0: It's okay. Uh, so so what do you do for Zcash for the for the foundation? I should say.
1: Yes. Uh, so I am. My technical job title is communications manager, but it encompasses a lot of different things. Basically, like PR, marketing. Things that you would call biz dev at a private company, sort of like any kind of outbound communications I'm involved with. Um, we have a conference coming up at the end of June. I'm also doing like helping to organize that. So there's just uh, because it's such a small organization, there's a kind of all hands on deck aspect similar to what there is with a startup where kind of anything you can do, you pitch in and do. Um hmm. I also, I guess I do some sort of assistant things for the executive director when he gets absolutely swamped, um, because right now I have more bandwidth than he does. But I mean, it's also, like I said, it's a really young organization, and I've only been in this job for like a month and a week, so it's still somewhat evolving um, what my, you know, day-to-day is going to look like in six months or something. Sure. Uh, other common question, do I get paid in Zcash? It was optional, but I chose not to because I'm already very overexposed to Zcash since our the nonprofit's endowment is mostly in ZEC. Right.
0: Um,
1: I do own some, though. I own, like, oh, man. I don't know, less than $1,000 worth of cryptocurrency overall, so I'm not, like, some big investor or anything.
0: Sure. And, you know, it's one of those things where it's like I'd, I'd assume if you are in a, in a crypto anything, uh, you know, bu- buying the thing, you're having faith in the product – uh, displaying faith in the product is a good thing.
1: Yeah, I think it's good for like aligning incentives, and I do intend to buy more Zcash over the next few months. I just mm-hmm. haven't quite gotten around to it yet. Sure. Um, and I, I don't give investment advice, and I would be very worried about anyone who would ask me for investment advice. Yes. Um, I don't think that's actually happened yet, so I probably don't even need to have a policy on it.
0: That's good. I'm yeah, no, I, I I make it a point to only just ask the craziest people for investment advice, really.
1: Oh, who who was your latest advisor?
0: Uh probably any number of people I know who are still insistent that gold is the only thing you should own. Mm, mm. Um which I I disagree with obviously. But also I, you know, you can't really get enough of you can't uh, diversifying your your uh, your funds, you know?
1: You should just, er, I really what you should do is own gold and copper and silver mm-hmm. and, you know, just a, just a variety yes. of precious metals. But really, you don't yep. want to go outside of that hard no. species that's... Uh,
0: no, yeah, no. The hard money is that's, that's the only thing.
1: Mm-hmm. Do you know uh, a lot of preppers or something?
0: I'm from Alaska.
1: Is Alaska full of preppers? I know like next to nothing about Alaska.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, it's it's basically like normal yeah. to be kind of a prepper here.
1: Why? It's just a because cultural thing?
0: It's cultural, and a lot of people come here to kind of uh, get off the grid a little bit.
1: Well, I so I actually think that prepping is kind of cool. I think people can yeah. go a little overboard with, with it, but disaster yes. preparedness makes a lot of sense um yeah i am skeptical that gold is actually going to be a super useful thing in mm. a disaster i guess it depends on what kind and how long term yes. it is um i read there was a fascinating post-mortem i've actually read a couple of these from people who've lived in uh collapsing countries where the economy just like bottomed out and everything mm-hmm. went to shit um sure. like i think it was I want to say like Serbia at some point Um, and then one from Venezuela not that long ago but it seems like this year (laughs) (laughs) I know right Um, guns are a big thing like guns and ammunition have high trade value and are just useful and then like canned food um, matches batteries batteries were a big one Um, yeah so there I think there are a bunch of things that I would buy before gold but you know why not have gold also
0: that's the one uh, the, in the, the the gold thing is it's more of a I think it's kind of a holdover from like for personally, like the reason I own any any gold at all is the it's a holdover from like the political libertarian phase of my life um, mm. where where I where I gave a shit about politics um, and not just about money. Um,
1: <laughs> what are you now? How would you define a, yourself?
0: I'm a market anarchist of some kind. Mm. I, uh, I don't i have a very healthy distrust of like uh collectivists on either side of the line
1: mm-hmm. so i, do I kind wise. of
0: yeah i i just kind of like whenever i see people start like the 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 group thinky thing a whole lot i'm like i gotta i gotta i gotta bounce i gotta go <laughs> you know I'm how it going goes to,
1: i'm gonna go like scrooge mcduck in my basement and forget about yeah. you motherfuckers
0: yeah, is I honestly the most reasonable thing to do? Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's also like it, it's it's kind of an Alaska thing too, is to just be like you know you have like your community of friends because um, you know no, no one no one is uh, no one's an atom or whatever, um, but you you know you all have like a similar set of understandings where you're like yeah I'm not going to screw you over in an event of a collapse and uh, ideally the same goes.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, but that said. Uh, so yeah no I, I my holdover for for precious metals is legit because of the years I spent reading Mises and stuff like that, and like I also like you know like they they there were definitely people in the Mises crowd who spent years just railing its bitcoin as an idea and it's just like and then I think this year last year they were like it 's okay, and you 're like I, all right guys come on it's just, <laughs> it's it 's a trade it 's a method of trade, just deal with it yep. um but you know how that goes. Mm-hmm. Uh, the 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 super hard money advocates uh, are the well the ideological hard money advocates are interesting.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, well, there's uh, there's sort of two competing conceptions of money, and then sure. the hard money one is like the commodity idea of money, which right. most cryptocurrencies kind of conform to. And then there's the credit idea of money, where all money is essentially just sort of. Uh, notations of of debt and interest um like, which is kind of more how our normal like you know like our fiat currency oh, that's how fiat
0: currency works yeah yeah
1: um and i think both are useful i don't think we necessarily have to completely choose either one of the reasons that i'm really into cryptocurrency zcash in particular but also just cryptocurrencies in general is that mm-hmm. i really i really like it when people i mean so you've probably heard the phrase exit over voice right Yes. Do your listeners likely know what that is? I don't know how.
0: Probably not. Okay, so the idea... Some that- of them actually know that I say it. Some of them definitely do. <laughs>
1: are, are they going to send you angry messages now? Like, no, I can't believe she care. thought we didn't know.
0: No, no, they won't care. They, okay. uh, they will probably just be horrified that I'm not making dick jokes for the first 20 minutes.
1: <laughs> oh, no. Uh, well, dude, do you want to try and it's okay. improvise a quick no. dick joke?
0: No, it'll. I'll work it in. It'll. It'll be natural. Don't worry.
1: You'll work it in? uh Hey-o. that's almost there uh um, it's almost
0: there G- well Jesus <laughs> 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 but go ahead sorry you were saying something sensible
1: I was completely forgotten the the money related thing I was saying because now I'm just like focused on the that's what she
0: said yeah vein of things that's that's fair no you were talking oh, about uh, exit yeah, over saying voice.
1: why I like cryptocurrency um Exit over, the idea of exit over voice is that you are able to divest and go your own way. Um, right. instead of having to try and change the system from within, which is a pain in the ass and often like just straight up impossible because the system is totally. huge and you're tiny and the system yep. is like entrenched. Um, this works for a lot of different systems. Like this is also why yes. you leave a bad job instead of, you know, trying to turn your boss into a sane person. Um, so right. I view cryptocurrency as an option for exit, um, from say, there are a lot of things that are either very difficult to buy or illegal to buy that I don't think should be like, I think Mm -hmm. that drugs should be completely decriminalized and that if you Mm -hmm. want to buy, like what's that stuff that like melts your face off that uh, like crocodile. crocodile. Yeah. Yeah, If you want to buy that on a street corner, you should be able to like, that's a terrible decision, but like I'm not advocating for anyone to buy crocodile just to be clear. Um, yeah. But I think you should have the liberty to do so. Um, mainly, I mean, I don't, I don't, ha- I'm not naive enough to think that drugs don't sometimes hurt people, but I think that sure. uh, outlying them, out- outlawing them causes more harm. Anyway, that's s- sort of to. beside the point. Um, or like sex work. I actually, sure. I used to be an escort, which is probably one of my kind of entry points into being very distrustful of authority. Um, mm-hmm. Reasonable. Yeah, so I, there are just all these these areas of voluntary trade that, or uh, so
0: guns. I mean, guns. Oh, hell yeah. For
1: one thing, if you're if you're trying to be some sort of gun-related small business owner, getting any kind of financial services is a huge pain in the ass. Um, and right. you're liable to get shut off all the time. Um, like Cody Wilson, who's the 3D printing gun guy, has gone oh, through just all kinds of hell. <laughs> yeah. Um,
0: uh, we actually, a friend of mine has a ghost gunner.
1: Oh, cool! Have you seen it in action? I've never actually seen one in
0: person. We've we've not seen it in action yet. We did. We spent an amount of time drinking Zima and admiring it one summer, which was very nice.
1: Um, Cody told me, which I thought was interesting, that a lot of their buyers are in California, um, uh, and he theorized surprising. that it was partially because California has such super strict gun laws that. people wanted to have kind of, it was like insurance sort of, but then he also thought that a lot of people bought them just as like a political statement. Um, and Mm -hmm. weren't even necessarily using them because probably a lot of people would rather just buy a gun than actually like manufacture or, you know, finish it themselves. Um, yeah, I mean, if I, if I had a couple thousand dollars lying around with no purpose for it, I would definitely, I would buy one. Um, (laughs) actually, you know what, that would be a great present for, my um soon-to-be father-in-law because he's a huge gun person and he's also such a dad like he really enjoys uh like projects of various kinds so i bet he would enjoy it
0: that's like that's that's the it's really the perfect world there of or the perfect uh what's it called perfect storm of good gifts (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) um no that's rad no i'm i'm I am a pretty big fan of just the idea of being able to print your own gun in your house, like, or at least a lower, right? Mm-hmm. Um, which and is, or
1: as far as I know, um, a 3d printed gun either has not yet been used to hurt someone or, um, maybe only one person. I can't quite remember. So don't quote me on this. Um, sure, sure. No, yeah, no, she said on the recorded record of her saying something, mm-hmm. but, um, yeah,
0: don't, <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> that may be imprecise but it's not used as like a weapon of mass destruction or anything so no. uh, like wired called cody wilson one of the most dangerous people in the world which is just ridiculous you
0: know, v- fucking wired is like they, they're they are always seconds from like flipping like if something isn't like vaguely dnc aligned they're seconds from flipping shit
1: <sighs> wired is so disappointing they used to be so like
0: greenfield, cool.
1: yeah like embracing the future um you know just just excited yep. about technology uh and i actually feel like the stirred. tech press could be described as a certain type of reactionary it's it's all very like school marmish
0: oh man yeah that's a good way to put it
1: <laughs> school marm uh, we, is an underused insult
0: we've been uh we've been decrying the school marm mindset on the show for a few months now mm-hmm. it's been pretty good we, i'm a big fan of that phrase
1: what? Uh, oh, what are are there any synonyms for school marm? Like other insulting terms?
0: I, I use cop a lot.
1: <laughs> yes, cop is good. Cop is good.
0: Uh, yeah, cop is good. Um, just people who can't mind their own business, right? You're just like you fucking, you like they're nosy pieces of shit, and they, they they feel like I like I. This is you know tangent. Uh, you know when people who can't just go about their own business, like if someone else is doing a thing they don't like that doesn't hurt anybody that. You know, it might hurt somebody. Mm-hmm. You might hurt somebody today. Make you illegal. <laughs> Fuck off. And I just hate that shit.
1: Yeah. And well, I think also there are some sort of like politically as well with guns specifically there. If you mm-hmm. actually look at the, the stats of gun death, um, it's kind of politically in- Inconvenient for the sort of pro gun control people to dig into that because most of it oh, happens it in cities. Many of these cities are controlled by Democratic mayors, you know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. Yeah, well and I think there's Sugar. this is a recurring problem across the political landscape and I'm sure it uh-huh. applies to other countries also but just the like sure. urban rural divide is huge. Um, oh, it's massive. Cuz like the the sort of ramifications of having a gun on your farm in the middle of nowhere are different from the sort of possible consequences if you have it in your apartment, you know, um, where oh, you, sure. you don't have your own workshop or whatever. So your gun is right. going to be in close proximity to your children or something. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. Oh, this is such a frustrating issue. Sorry. I could circle jerk about oh, that all you're day. Fine.
0: No, no, no. You are, you are, we, uh, we definitely have gone, gone through the paces on the backer episodes of this, uh, this show. We oh are, Yeah. So, Oz and I are both very, very like, you know, it, in you know, like Oz puts it well for the for the left for like the DNC types. If you are pro gun control, do you want the Trump admin doing it?
1: I know, right? This is always the the interesting disconnect. It seems to me with, um, well, with a lot of socialists in particular, that sure. I, there seems to be some sort of like magical thinking about uh, how they would bring about their perfect regime because um, mm-hmm. it's, it's sort of like what
0: (laughs) it's only guns that's the only way it's gonna happen
1: yeah well and there are um a lot of communists especially like the tankies are like very pro-gun
0: yeah tankies love guns because they understand like the only way people are gonna do what they say is if they kill them
1: are tankies pro-killdozer
0: uh so that's actually been kind of fun to watch uh, the argument uh the uh the someone who is an out and out like I'd say like a little bit beyond DSA socialist blue check was like the Killdozer guy was an asshole. Oh and the, yeah,
1: I saw that.
0: The tankies, the everyone was like, "Wow, bad take, idiot!" Uh, <laughs> even the tankies were like, "Bad take, idiot!"
1: <laughs> that must have been. Uh, so. um, I mean, at least she knew that that actually was an unpopular opinion. It it would yeah. be slightly even more annoying if she didn't realize that everyone else thought she was wrong
0: right yeah that's, that's one of those things where you're kind of like I, I don't understand how like one so for those of you listening who don't know what killdozer is uh <laughs> a gentleman was screwed over for years by his city council and uh spent I'd say like a year and a half to two years up armoring a bulldozer and uh went and exacted vengeance on the town hall and every city council member's house
1: yes and he didn't, which is rad. Sort of amazingly, didn't hurt anyone. Um, although yeah. I think he did shoot at people a little bit, so I don't know how intentional the not hurting anyone was. But
0: um, I don't know, maybe he was a great shot. <laughs> but yeah, no, maybe, uh, I mean, he, isn't his name Walter or is it? No, Oscar it was something. Or something?
1: No, Oscar. Oscar is not right because I'm thinking no. of the like Oscar Mayer which is a completely different thing.
0: Um, uh, yeah, anyway, Marvin so this guy, Kimeyer.
1: Marvin, there we go. Oh, he totally is a Marvin, isn't he?
0: He's um, a bit of a Marvin. Yeah, so he... Which, I mean, you know, are you going to criticize the Marvin? They might kill those of you, I'm saying.
1: No, I would yeah, not. Yeah, no,
0: Marvins are good in our book. As I would not. This is I a pro-kildoes or pro-Marvin podcast. <laughs> <laughs> <Dude. That's, laughs>
1: Mar- Marvin listeners, please write in after the show for your yeah. prize.
0: yeah. Uh, that is, uh, nothing, but we will not, we will be pro you forever.
1: It's a link to the Killdozer Wikipedia page. That's surprised. It's
0: yeah, it's, it's a link to the page and maybe one of the songs I found on YouTube last night. Um, but that's cause not there guaranteed. are a number of them. Wait, yeah, no. Oh,
1: all the Killdozer songs that you guys were linking to.
0: Yeah. There's so many. There's like a non-zero amount of Killdozer songs.
1: There's an entire band called Killdozer. Actually, yes, I was looking there at is. Killdozer shirts today and came across. So
0: Killdozer the band is older than Killdozer the event.
1: Oh, what? No way! Yeah,
0: That's Killdozer's amazing. from like the '80s.
1: <laughs> I wonder how they feel about him.
0: I would assume they're pretty pro him because you know, come on, I mean, and then he, he you made know.
1: their he made their dream a reality.
0: He did. He made that that name extremely cool. I don't think he called it a Killdozer. I think that was mostly the internet who was like, yeah, Killdozer. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's just so awesome. I, you it's know, a
0: rad word.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm very disappointed in Hollywood for not taking full advantage of this ready-made. Like, oh my oh, god, yeah. if you put Killdozer in the Mad Max universe, that would oh, be yeah, like no. my best movie ever.
0: That's, yeah, that's the real key. Like a Killdozer tribute character in the next Mad Max film.
1: <gasps> I want that so much.
0: Yeah, we all do. Come on, George, whatever the hell your last name is. Guy who made Mad Max.
1: Yeah, what is, I, I don't know. I don't care what his name Doesn't is. Doesn't
0: matter. Doesn't matter. <laughs>
1: <laughs> until he includes Killdozer in a Mad Max movie, you and I will not remember his last name. That yeah, is our no, pledge.
0: Dead to me. He is dead to me. <laughs> <he does. laughs> oh, my God. Did Fucking, you see? Yeah. Some guy,
1: this was like the wildest story from, wait, was it, was Killdozer Day yesterday? Or was it the Dozer day before? Kill Day was
0: June 4th.
1: So that was the day uh, before yesterday. Okay. Yeah, so it yesterday, is Killdozer the day Dozer
0: Remembrance after month, Kill
1: Dozer Day, some yeah. guy, some like army guy, question mark, yeah. uh, took an APC for a joyride. And then he yes, has he a totally wild backstory where he's like a, he's a cryptocurrency, like,
0: He's an ex-Tor dev, I think.
1: Was he actually a dev on Tor, or was he just sort of like... I don't know. I have a vague outline for his background, but one of the things he did was like he got really mad about some Tor exploit that got fixed, but then he Mm
0: -hmm. wanted to
1: fork Tor. I don't think he kept it up, but um, yeah, yeah, he has a he has a history of being um, kind of aggrieved, apparently in. Uh, Z Classic Circles. Um, he oh, is called the Destroyer of Coins, <laughs> which is kind of an awesome insult. Um, no shit. Yeah. So I I don't know why he waited till the day after Killdozer Day. Um, even though he doesn't seem to be, at least as far as I can tell, he's not as righteous as Killdozer. But um, no, I don't know. Details details may come out that uh, validate him as part of yeah, the canon. Ma-
0: but yeah, the, the, the Kildozer, the greater Kildozer canon. Uh-huh. The extended Kildozer universe. <laughs>
1: exactly, yes.
0: God, how ridiculous. What a wonderful, what a wonderful month. That gift, by the way, the Kildozer Pride gift. Was, oh, yeah. That was like, that's, that's, that that's top end.
1: Yeah, LGBT Kildozer Pride.
0: Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's Pride Month and it's Kildozer Remembrance Month and, those can be the same thing.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We, we should all just be united in uh, the principle of Killdozer celebration and of, yeah. uh, you know, gay sex and such and, yeah, sure. and marriage and other non-sexual things.
0: Look, man, you know, do whatever you want. I don't really care. It's not my business. That's that's. I mean, that's the core of the show is it's not my business. I don't care. Mm-hmm. Um, just like, you know, building a rad Killdozer. I mean it's not my business, but please tell me about it because I want to come see it.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, Someone should do like a YouTube series where they uh build a killdozer replica and just like walk people through the process.
0: Where they get fucking raided by the ATF immediately. <laughs> <laughs> uh there was, oh, there, was oh, there was a there was a uh there was a gun youtuber who got I think he uh he was wanted in connection to a murder and then he got popped for some other felony and he was like a uh he was he was a super prevalent gun youtuber it was a fps russia oh that's and, uh,
1: weird that-
0: so he, he can't own guns anymore
1: oh so what did he pivot to
0: uh nothing i think he might actually be in jail but it was one of those things where i was just like i saw it and i was just like oh fps russia hasn't uploaded a video in a long time and i like i like YouTube didn't someone was like, What happened to FPS Russia? And like, <laughs> implicated in a murder. And I'm like, Oh oh. God.
1: <laughs> oh, okay. So uh. idea for an anthology is like every mm. YouTuber who has committed well, actually this would be way too huge. Every YouTuber <laughs> has who has committed a notable crime. So it could also That's... have the the YouTube shooter, the the, the person uh-huh. who shot up YouTube's headquarters, Nassim yeah, yeah. whatever her last name is
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: mm-hmm. I, and I'm her, sure there are uh, others. I'm sure there are her entire
0: of- YouTube collection is like on the in, 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 on several torrent sites now. Oh, really? All of her videos. And there's it, obviously they you've seen the. Yeah, thank God they were saved from Google's censorous hands.
1: Uh-huh. I, you I know, mean, man, censorship actually, like of any kind, really, really does bother me. Uh, one of reasonable. my favorite bloggers has started going back and editing his old posts to take out things that might be controversial, and it really oh no. re- it really makes me mad. I would really appreciate it if he did not do that. I mean, it's God, like they're it's they're all on archive.org, etc. Anyway, but sure. there's still it's like the principle of the thing that really bothers me.
0: Well, it's like I mean, you know, you if you uh, so this is in in I's circles, it's not really an issue because we are like we are we. Are known quantities, mm-hmm. like we are who we are, and we're very loud and don't really care, um but well, Oz cares, I care far less um, that's the bit uh but like I'd say in like some circles, like I mean you know, I don't know what kind of blog this is, but like there's definitely internet circles now where the whole like the 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 word police idea police will will mm-hmm. come you know for you in the night, et cetera.
1: Yeah, and they'll, like, look through all your past everything, seeing if there's anything yeah. that they can weaponize.
0: Right. Yeah, Mild I, heresy. I definitely... Look out. What'd you say? <laughs> I said it could be mild heresy. Look out.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I also feel like I've, I've somewhat been able to opt out of those circles. Um, nice. But it is... I mean, it's kind of frightening. Like, to whatever degree you're a public figure, the more at risk you are. And I would oh, not sure. claim to really be a public figure, but... Um,
0: I mean, it you were the first blue about. check we've had on the show. <laughs> so I mean, that's that's like that's a thing, I'm and sorry, you are you are. I'm sorry to dishonor your podcast in this way. It's it's all right. We 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 asked for this. It's all right. <laughs> there's it's your there's fault. no gun to my head.
1: <laughs> you have sullied yourselves.
0: Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah, that's all. It's all on us. Yeah. Uh, So. <laughs> <laughs> to, to kind of get away from kill dozing and the associated subjects mm-hmm. um, actually, you know we 've managed to cover the bulk of my the bulk of the questions I had in normal conversation remarkably well. Um, let me hit you with this classy one, which I think is a silly one, but it might be a thing uh, A number of studies and think pieces have decried ener- the energy efficiency of cryptocurrency mining and transaction, primarily Bitcoin. Uh, do you think these are valid concerns or no,
1: I have slightly mixed feelings about it, but I tend more toward not giving a shit.
0: Um, Mm -hmm.
1: for one thing, so I don't think, I don't think that global warming doesn't exist, but I do think it is a somewhat overstated problem and that we will adapt to it. Um, right. (laughs) <laughs> I, I'm, I'm regretting having said this already but um mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, this is this is what my my friends who have spent way more time thinking about it have told me and i'm just blindly trusting them because even if global warming is completely disastrous there's nothing i can do about it anyway um right. i also think that like i i guess my default tends to be like the market will deal with it um yep so, I mean, a lot of cryptocurrency mining currently happens in places where the government either has, like, really cheap electricity or people are, like, filching electricity. Um, and so that they're able to be wildly profitable because they're not paying for the, you know, the main cost of mining cryptocurrency. I kind right. of view that as a problem for those governments. Um, like, if it's a significant problem in the places where it's happening, then those governments can deal with it. I don't really think that it's my problem um Mm. and then i guess the other the other direction i'd go with that is that like everything takes a lot of energy to make and we just you know if it's deemed to be worth it by the market then that energy gets devoted anyway um and i think most of the time this this criticism of cryptocurrency comes from people who kind of just want to hate cryptocurrency um, or want to hate the tech world. There's actually a weird, there's a, a large conflation of the cryptocurrency world and um, Silicon Valley in this, in the press and in people's like popular conceptions. Even though there's actually not that much crossover. Like there are some cryptocurrency-related startups that are in the Valley and that have been funded by VCs. Um, but really, like the most, the most important cryptocurrency people's are international like there's a lot of stuff going on in China um or that one valley in Switzerland like I think it's called like the Zug Valley or something although it's, it's presumably honestly, uh, pronounced better than that
0: probably a very metal name I do like it
1: yeah yeah um yeah I don't know I, I think there are just a lot of haters out there who are kind of using this as an excuse and don't really examine the energy requirements of everything else in the world um yeah right? Yeah. I mean, it just like, it takes energy to make things. And if, if there's like sufficient demand for the things, then we deal with that. Um, also, yeah. yeah. I mean, and like I said before, I'm not hugely worried about the environment.
0: No. And I'm, I may I, be totally I wrong about it, but you know, Hey, you know, if he's here's like, you know, like the, the, the stance of people who are worried about the environment are people who are like, already sure it's gonna go to shit so you can't do anything so why worry anyway Mm -hmm. um but uh no and i I think this this kind of take tends to come from the rose emoji crowd uh, and i don't really think a lot of their ideas are valid anyway (laughs) so
1: (laughs) i um i recently indulged in something that is very bad and not a good use of time but was very entertaining Uh which was just uh
0: So there there are a
1: couple of search phrases that you can use on Twitter that very reliably turn up like rose emoji infighting. um, Yes. Such as, uh, well, actually, either it'll be like half and half rose emoji infighting and then people dunking on them, which is also entertaining. Uh, So like Mm -hmm. DSA struggle session is a good search. Um, Oh, my God.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Why have I not been looking for this?
1: Um, and then Jacobin Reading Group is another good search.
0: <laughs> <laughs> He's a great. Holy shit.
1: <laughs> Literally, because there was this one chick from like weird Twitter who happens to also also be a leftist because I guess they're all goons anyway. Um, oh, she Fucking goons, posted man. that she was, I think, in Berlin. She was like in, a Berlin, in Berlin at a bar hosting a Jacobin Reading Group. And the bartender, like, pulled up on her and her friends, and he was like, "What? why are you reading this drivel? You should read the real stuff. And then pulled out Das Kapital, like, from behind the bar. Oh, oh,
0: oh God.
1: Which is, like, magical realism, almost. Like, th- that's just a, an amazing, <laughs> it's such a power move. Um,
0: yeah, Jesus Christ. And
1: she posted that and got, like, mocked mercilessly. But now, so now it's kind of a, sh- like, Jacobin reading groups is kind of a shibboleth um, that people use That's to make funny. fun of the DSA although also still a thing like there are people like oh, earnestly sure. posting about their Jacobin reading groups
0: so real quick is it Jacobin
1: oh is it not is it Jacobin
0: I don't I know. have no fucking idea I'm not a leftist so I don't know um, I really have
1: no idea I never say so, almost anything out loud so
0: ah reasonable speaking <laughs> out loud uh old tech as we call that yeah um legacy technology if you will mm-hmm, mm-hmm. god yeah i have no idea like i've always pronounced it jacobin just because my name's jake and that's you know I, I assume if i see that word in a word i'm like i know how to say that part of it
1: well it's named after you right
0: uh yeah no i was under I that it. impression
1: it's
0: yeah it's all about me yeah uh so is the other one uh, jacobite both mm-hmm, not me mm-hmm. it's fine
1: yeah oh, that's, and they're also i I always find that the infighting between the sort of like the d s a lefties versus the much more hardcore communist lefties is always really funny like I just like it mm-hmm. when they eat each other alive
0: uh um, i yeah no, that's yes, yes, it is a favorite of uh, like generally speaking if if collectivists are fighting each other not they're not fighting me- mm-hmm. and I'm like this is this is what I'm here on Twitter for I like this this is good maybe please this keep. Is, <laughs>
1: generate more drama fight for my amusement peon
0: yeah that's exactly it (laughs)
1: that's how i feel a lot of the time also
0: you're just like watching threads full of angry people doxing each other and they're on the same team Uh and you're like uh all right man that's fucking awesome i I gotta go
1: (laughs) there's something about like fringe well, maybe it's just collectivists, actually, now that I think about it. Because I, well, I don't know. There's there's libertarian infighting also.
0: Oh, God, yeah. Jesus Christ. We are, no, no fucking, like, here's, like, libertarian infighting is, like, its own brand of stupidity. Uh-huh. Uh, and it mostly revolves around me calling someone a federal agent. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I like, I, um,
0: I enjoy that
1: everyone is a fed or everyone is an op.
0: Um, yeah, I think I actually,
1: I bought one of those shirts recently that,
0: uh, so that that guy who made those shirts was on the show this this last week, the week we're recording right now.
1: Yeah. Absurd Nihilism, right?
0: Yeah. That's Ted. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Nice. Um, Um, (laughs) Ted (laughs) as in Kaczynski.
0: Oh, it could be. We just figured it out. Doxed. Got (laughs) him.
1: I thought about buying a Ted Kaczynski shirt. But, oh no, I, then I was like, well, one, this would be completely ironic because I'm not actually a primitivist, sure, <laughs> and uh wearing shirts ironically usually is kind of lame mm. um, it's, and then also, yeah. I feel like it might not come off well in public,
0: like Mm-mm. no, <laughs> no, it turns out generally no <laughs> <laughs> the the Unabomber is like I think only fringe circles like kind of half you know like him, uh-huh. And like the rest of the public is like that guy blew up randos. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, he had a pretty pretty wordy uh, you know manifesto, but then there was some bombings.
1: Yep, yep. <laughs> I, there must be something about fringe politics that makes you have like a dark ass sense of humor.
0: It's got to be. I mean, it's it's got to be like the the overall hopelessness of the fact that like your your subset of ideo- your, your particular subset of the ideology, is never going to be implemented. I actually ever. find that
1: kind of calming. Um, oh, yeah. cause I'm like, you know, there's no way that my preferred regime will ever happen. So that kind of no. takes away all the responsibility for me to like, be very serious about my policy ideas.
0: That's a good way to, that's a good way to approach it. I like that.
1: Yeah. Um, it's
0: good. It's a very Zen take on the fact that, you know, you're surrounded by lunatics.
1: I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> and everyone is an idiot and I can't do anything about it. This is good. Well, definitely. It.
0: Yeah, this is rad. <laughs> I'm super into it, folks. Yeah.
1: You know, like, actually, my own life is pretty great. Um, most yeah. of the frustration is externalized. Because I don't... Sure. So, I live in the Bay Area, but I don't actually live in San Francisco itself. Um, mm-hmm. And San Francisco is the nexus of all that is miserable. Um, but It seems that way. the rest of the Bay Area is not quite as bad. Um,
0: it was great. It's like, I visited SF in, like, I think 2014. And I was like... 2013 and I was like this is all right I could uh, I could visit here again and that was like that was the extent of what I thought about San Francisco
1: it's actually gotten (laughs) a lot worse since then um that's good to know yeah (laughs) stay away no actually come (laughs) come through because there there's some good bars and also I I just love meeting internet people in person so
0: right yeah that's yeah I have a few people I'd have to I'd have to arrange face-to-face time with an SF I think Mm -hmm. um but yeah, no, that's uh, probably more that people was... than
1: you know. Actually, we have a big DM group of like, this is so Jesus. lame, but I think of it as like the in-group, which is really just shorthand for like this loosely interlocking circles of people who are friends on Twitter.
0: Yes. Nerds. It's nerds. It's okay. <laughs> how, we all have How one dare like you, that. Jake? Yeah, I know. <laughs> Believe me. It's weird. Uh, no. And like, I, you know, I am, we, I have a, I have a, I have a, I have a group DM of like basically like market anarchists and weirdos, Oz is also in that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's uh, it's not bad. It's an interesting. It's nice to have like those little kind of refugee or refuge refugees refugees on like Twitter because Twitter itself is a shit show. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, Man, I, I go on. have yeah, I have such a like push and pull relationship with Twitter where. It can both be, like, really annoying and frustrating and just seem so broken all the time. But then also I have, like, really close friendships and, like, also uh, less close but still really, like, satisfying and fun friendships that grew on Twitter and mostly take place on Twitter. Like, if it disappeared tomorrow, I would be absolutely devastated.
0: Same. I I could not live without (laughs) Hellsite until I got everyone off, you know methods of communication established. You know what's kind um, of
1: interesting is that um, the the denizens of any given social media site will end up calling it the blue website. Like sort of or the whatever <laughs> color website. Um, sure. I guess most most social media sites are blue, so it tends to be the blue website, but like on Tumblr people call it the blue website. On Twitter oh, people call it the blue website. Presumably yeah. people also do this on Facebook. I um, although I don't know, I it's hard for me to get in the mindset of someone I'm, who hangs out on Facebook all day.
0: I'm assuming that's, like, baby boomers and aspiring SoundCloud rappers.
1: <laughs> there are, like, Facebook. a ton of meme groups that, like, teenagers oh, are on. Um,
0: the teens, they're just at it again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I get, uh, I since I have, like, when I, I use Facebook to promote the show and that's it Mm -hmm. everything else is like whatever I have like I have my personal Facebook and that's like all people see from me is occasionally a meme but mostly just like hey look at my podcast idiot (laughs) um and I will say this for Twitter's sake uh without Twitter this show would not be anywhere near like the level of listenership we have at all I'm sure Twitter is terrible but hey you know fucking it's a great tool for this Mm -hmm. um there's also, I mean, but, uh, yeah. this is probably 100% selection bias, but almost all of mm-hmm.
1: the podcasts that I've been on have had some, like, non-zero aspect of, like, let's talk about what happened on Twitter this week.
0: Man, that, you know, that's one of those things where it's like, it's a, we all spend enough time on Hellsite that it's like, oh, yeah, well, fuck. <laughs> it's,
1: just, it's just like the it's, it's a part
0: of our lives. I was wondering,
1: do the, do the listeners spend as much time on Twitter uh, I hope as not. the hosts do?
0: I, I desperately hope not. Um for their like, own you know, mental health. I, Yeah, for their mental like you know Oz and I have adapted to Twitter as like a thing. We are uh it's like a tumor but we've grown around it. You know, mm-hmm, you're like all mm-hmm. right, I could die any moment, but I'm fine right now. <laughs> um <laughs> there's the but,
1: there's a guy who used to be the executive editor at Business Insider and now is the something or other at CNBC called Jay Arrow, who actually has a pretty mm-hmm. entertaining tech podcast with Farhad Manchu, who tech columnist for the New York Times and I'm already boring myself giving all this background. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, anyway, he says that a lot of what the quote unquote mainstream media does is actually like arbitrage between what happens on Twitter and then just like disseminating that to people who live on Facebook. That like uh, real time news commentary, um, story, you know, news breaks, uh, just like sort of the the narrative through lines of how we kind of understand what's happening. All of that gets established and workshopped on Twitter, and then right. uh, you know like. Journalists write it up and it gets promoted on Facebook. I guess that's somewhat less true now that Facebook is not driving as much traffic to news sites. Um, but I always I, I liked that way of looking at it. Um,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I don't know, maybe because it's flattering because it puts me sure. in the like the
0: <laughs> on the top cool, of things cool group. Yeah, mm, yeah. <laughs> you used to uh, so you, if you don't mind, you used to work for Inc. Right? Yep. You used Inc. to write for Inc.
1: Uh, small business magazine, I mostly wrote for the website about tech companies of various sizes, like a mix of startups and then the like giant companies that everyone has heard of. Sure. Yeah. Um, man, I have such mixed feelings about journalism. I I was, I still am like hugely idealistic about journalism, but I think in practice, sure. it just like all of the ideals go to shit uh, and it's terrible <laughs> and like mostly inaccurate. Yeah. Um, I've actually gotten to the point with the news where I kind of assume that everything is like fake or trumped up to some extent, unless it has oh, yeah. like a huge degree of corroboration. Um, I just, it's, it's very frustrating. I think the incentives of an advertising supportive business are terrible. And then, sure. you know, cause it just all optimizes towards clickbait and, and sensationalism. And then on top of that, you have this cultural group think, where you know the the like the political spectrum of journalists working for mainstream news outlets not explicitly right or libertarian outlets is like mm-hmm. DSA to neoliberal and the neoliberals are considered like ultra conservative um,
0: right which is baffling to see
1: I know people, Just get into insane frenzies about uh, Ross Duthat, or I don't know if I'm pronouncing his name right, but who is Uh, like Ross?
0: Do not if you will.
1: (laughs) Who is? I mean, the most fucking milk toast person ever. Like, imagine getting (laughs) super worked up about him. Like, it's just, it's baffling to me. Um,
0: (laughs) Yeah. No, I. I. Whenever I kind of like I see that group of dudes, like you know Noah Smith, Ross Uh do that, and. Uh, the, the associated other, uh, vague, like lefty blue check journalists. Oh
1: God. Fucking like Matty Iglesias. Actually, Matty Iglesias is maybe a little bit to the right of them, but I think
0: he's Probably. the kind
1: of, I think of him as like the, the ultimate blue check mindset. Uh, yeah. Oh, he is. Yeah.
0: 100%. He, uh, he blocked my old Twitter account for calling him Matty Riefenstahl. <laughs> Um, because well I, would forgotten what he did, but I was like, ah, quote tweet time. <laughs> um, I'm sure I keep he getting blocked. Dumb. It, it was Matt, so yeah, yeah. Um, but no, like Noah Smith, uh, you know, like yeah, getting worked up over like uh, Noah Smith, Ross, and the rest of that crowd. They have dumb takes, and they're journalists, and they have a lot of followers, so it's fun to dunk on them, and that's about it. Uh, but like getting actually mad about it, no, mm-hmm. not worth it.
1: Well, and the uh, obsession with, like, who gets – I really – it's, like, op-ed, uh, op-ed positions. I don't – I'm not – I don't even fully understand why the sort of media Twitter is so incredibly obsessed with who gets to write for those sections. Um, right. I, I don't know because I don't – I think people mostly read those sections – like, you know, read op-eds for confirmation bias. Like, I wouldn't be worried about, oh, totally. Like, Noah Smith changing hearts and minds. Like, I don't think that's happening. So no, I don't know. You know, it's not like he's recruiting for his side against you or something. Like Noah Smith does not have the charisma to do that. So
0: no, no, he, uh, he blocked my old Twitter account uh, for saying that he should be Um <laughs> which is reasonable. I would, I would, if someone was like, I think that you should be launched out of the country Via Trebuchet, I'd be like, "Well, I don't think we should talk." <laughs> uh, I, yeah, no.
1: I, I don't know. It would depend. I, I block very sparingly because I mostly just want to see everything. Um, the, I, there are a few people I've muted who, because they're just so they get retweeted a lot and they're so basic and annoying, like Jeet here. Mm-hmm. I'm muted oh, God. Yeah. Jesus. It's so fucking irritating.
0: Um, I got fucking I got Wheaton blocked by him. I got fucking <laughs> like the uh, you know, when like they block everyone who follows a person. Uh huh. Yeah, I got nailed like that. I was like, God, God damn it. I don't have to see Jeet here on the website anymore. That's still kind of <laughs> rad.
1: <laughs> Do you follow um, Terrible Tao? Of course. Oh,
0: Tao's great. Tao friend of the show. Terrible Tao.
1: Yeah. Okay. So I don't know if your listeners know this, but it's one of my favorite things that's ever happened on Twitter. So I'm going to recount it, uh, which yeah. is that. Oh, please do. Terrible Tao quote tweeted Will Wheaton saying that he made the simulation less believable. Um, Jesus. I don't remember exactly what it was that Will Wheaton Oh, then- that
0: was it. It was some stupid Wheaton thing. Yeah. I think it was that fucking, the, uh, the, the soy milk thing.
1: What did he say about soy milk?
0: Uh, he loves soy milk. <laughs> okay. And, you know the, the it was some like fucking dumb Wheaton, Wheatonized tweet where he's like, "Oh, I love soy milk," and I'm dumb. And you're like, "That's great, Will Wheaton. Please stop." <laughs>
1: and then because, uh, of, no, yeah,
0: because it, of Tao saying that he blocked
1: all of his, uh, or I guess everyone who followed him. Which I guess yep. is is just a practice of Will Wheaton. I yes. wonder if he has the record for most blocked users.
0: He has to at this point. He's Will Wheaton. Like, I mean, he had a pretty, like, standard policy of blocking anyone who said shut up, Wesley, to him. So <laughs> a lot of people were like, shut up, Wesley. Oh, that's so good. Oh, what a goofy <sighs> guy. What
1: would we do without these people? We, we love uh, to mock them, but we... <laughs> yeah.
0: Just probably be much happier, over, I think, overall. Just,
1: like, more healthy and well-adjusted.
0: Yeah. You're not just, like, waiting for a blue check to show up one day just to be like, hey, what's up, shit ass? <laughs> uh,
1: you know oh. who the person I find, or one of the people I find most impress- impressive on Twitter is Drill. Because Drill came out <laughs> of the, like, lefty, I, he was, like, a something awful guy. He's, like, a lefty yeah. goon. And yet still somehow not incredibly annoying,
0: right, because I mean well he did, he doesn't break character
1: mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. I think it was found he was like it was the guy who makes some weird web comic, I think, but like it's it, beyond that, like, yeah, he doesn't break character and he's not super preachy, and he he seems to shit up, like you know he seems to make light of make light of i guess shit post about everything equally, mm-hmm. uh which is nice, yeah, drill is not bad. I mean, drill also, like, has led to, like, uh, drill magic, which is amazing. <laughs>
1: I also Just, enjoy everyone is drill. Um, that's pretty good. And then there's there's drill Gibson, which is, like, futurist drill, which is fun. Ah,
0: I need that. Need to find that one. That's ridiculous. Yeah,
1: I'm pretty sure it's, like, a Markov bot. Oh, you know, yeah. so William Gibson, uh, sort of mm-hmm. cyberpunk uh, sci-fi author legend, turned mm-hmm. into a total, like, Basic uh, hashtag resistance person after what? the election, which is the most disappointing.
0: Oh, oh man, so sad. Yeah, I, I like I. The one thing I don't like about Twitter, the many things I don't like about Twitter, <laughs> the one, the one, one of the main things is like whenever you see a celebrity, you're like. You're gonna have real dumb opinions and I just know it.
1: Oh my God. JK. Rowling is like the epitome of this.
0: Oh, she's the queen of it. Yeah. she's amazing at it. Like she like she practices.
1: Yeah, I, I don't know how. she she really is just on the nose every time. Like mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> Like I found the shittiest take. Here we go, lads and you're just like, wow, Christ lady. <laughs> and
1: let me attribute it to my fictional teenage characters because that somehow makes oh, it more legitimate. God.
0: That makes it better. No, none of it is better. Yeah. All man, of it is bad.
1: I do. I loved the Harry Potter series and still love the books, but I was just profoundly disappointed by her as a person.
0: <laughs> yeah. Separating art and art is still very important, it turns out.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's important for everyone.
0: Yeah. Uh, I, uh, I, of course, have been like thrilled with like the, the Kanye fans who are upset that Kanye is not, like, well... I mean, Kanye's Kanye. He's a weird fucking dude. He is. He's Uh,
1: very. He's kind of strange. I. He he
0: managed to hit like all all four sectors of the uh, the ideology (laughs) quadrant in like the space of like a few days, and you're just like, Jesus Christ. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Discord. What is going on in your household? Yep. It was great. Yeah. Uh, But like people being mad about that, I'm like, you're not used to this, and I am completely used to people. I like having shitty opinions. Mm
1: I think Kanye is—he actually, in some ways, does remind me of Trump in that he's like a savant for publicity. He just has oh, yeah. that like Midas touch for turning things into controversy.
0: Yes, that—that that is a good. Like, yeah, no, that is a good way to put it, and uh, like, it's one of those things where you just like, how have you done? Like with Trump, it's like obvious. Like you, what since we've seen it for like the better part of three years, you've kind of like. Most of us have figured out how he does it, uh-huh. you know, uh, with Kanye, it's still a mystery. So it's nice. Yes. <laughs> you're like, it's some, some like low key, like fucking three word tweet. And people are outraged by it. And you're like, I don't know what's going on.
1: Oh man. <laughs> the, yeah. People, people feel so like personally betrayed, which is interesting
0: yeah, it's a dude's um, album you bought. Calm down.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, like, so Kanye at least is like a visionary artist, but there are people who are just like, uh, so like take Roseanne. Why am I put into in a position where I'm supposed to have an opinion on what Roseanne thinks? You know, like, I, yeah,
0: God, no, never. So that's the deal you don't actually have to have that opinion. I know, that's isn't the, like, it?
1: It's so liberating when you realize that, like, no, yeah. I don't have to care about
0: her. I, I refuse to give a shit about anything Roseanne says or does. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, no, that's like, that's like, when, once you figure out, like, that's like almost a superpower. Once you figure out you don't actually have to have an opinion on things, you're like, ah, ha, ha, this is great. <laughs> something happened I do not care
1: (laughs) I I spent like the past maybe like year and a half or something just like cultivating emotional detachment and it served me very well like it's 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 good not to be hyper invested in every and you know whatever happens to be going through the news cycle because for the most part it doesn't actually matter at all uh nope like, Roseanne is kind of the quintessential thing that doesn't matter that is still getting no. just a ridiculous amount of attention.
0: Yep. I mean... I'm, uh, yeah. What Go were you going to say? Uh, so, it's just one of those things where it's like, you see, I mean, part of it, I think, is, like, the media knows what people will latch onto and watch. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like, the better part, I guess, like, the mainstream media, like Fox, et cetera. Uh huh. So it, it became a tribal warfare thing where Red Tribe and Blue Tribe had to have fucking opinions on something that Roseanne said on Twitter. Who gives a shit? Who gives a shit?
1: Roseanne is like a doped up baby boomer, you know? Like, I just.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's actually true. <laughs> uh, and, like, she's fucking crazy as hell. It's like, it's one of those things where you're just like, this is the person who is like seconds from telling me that reptilians have taken over the earth. Yes. Almost certainly.
1: Oh, well, and it's so arbitrary that she's famous. Like, I guess she's funny and maybe a question mark was a good actress. Maybe still is a good actress. I don't know. Cause I haven't actually watched I, yeah, I anything she's that. done. But like, that's so. I mean, so... like
0: she, her show was weird for its time. The old one.
1: Oh yeah. Was it entertaining?
0: Like, it, I, so I was a kid when I watched it, so I didn't really absorb much of it. Like, you know. It's one of those things where you're, like, you're real, real little, so you're just gonna, like, it's on, mm-hmm. and other people are laughing, so I will laugh. Um,
1: <laughs> yes, my humor like, training has been initiated. Yes,
0: I've figured it out! <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, like, I... I, I It's not, like, a thing that ever really latched on with me, but, like, for its time, in the late 80s, early 90s, um, this is when fucking, you know, George H.W. Bush was freaking out about The Simpsons. <sighs> Like, what did the like a TV family. uh They showed that TV families weren't, you could have an entertaining TV family that wasn't perfect. Oh. And Roseanne is very much the same thing. The Simpsons just did a much more reasonable, like I'd say a much more likable job of it. At least for the first eight seasons or whatever.
1: Yeah. Before the, the zombie the Simpsons, Simpsons is on like season 76 or something now.
0: Yeah, 7,000 years of the Simpsons. Um, the eternal empire of the Simpsons. <laughs> it's rough like that's like and like you know none of the original writers are on board And the original like the voice cast is pretty bone stock except for obviously the dead ones yeah phil hartman
1: so millennia from now people are gonna be like i mean that's always the trope right it's like thing that was incredibly popular they must have worshipped this they Um, must
0: have loved it And, like, you look at like, the early 90s and the fucking, like, you find, like, the shirts, the bootleg shirts of Bart Simpson and shit, and you just seem to be like, oh, all right, fucking. This was obviously religious significance. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. And, uh, the strange yellow, the angry yellow family. (laughs) (laughs) They they (laughs) were clearly meant to, uh.
1: They wore ritual clothing to honor these.
0: Yeah, honor the mad yellow people. Mm hmm. Um,. But yeah, no, that's like one of those things. But like, so Roseanne filled like a similar role. Mm -hmm. And like, to give you an idea of how mad George H.W. Bush was about the Simpsons and how mad like the, uh, the moral majority types, you know, and for whatever worth we've talked, I've talked about the moral majority types being pretty much aligned with like anyone else who acts like a fucking cop, Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. left or right. Uh, uh, they are like, he mentioned them in a fucking like a, uh, whatever the, the yearly presidential address where they jerk off what's it called
1: oh yeah the state of the union
0: that's the one uh yeah so like you know the fucking the the state of the union circle jerk address goes on and he's like we need more more waltons and less simpsons and (laughs) you're just like fucking dial it back (laughs) cia agent (laughs) oh my god people and i mean you know it's 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 short it's a bush so it's obviously contrived it's it's meant to trigger off you know whatever the fucking voters he who liked him Uh, anyway sorry <laughs> that that's um, just it, it's
1: it's such an authoritarian tell to get really oh, yeah. upset about what other people are viewing or reading or thinking or listening uh-huh. to or whatever. Like yes, I oh yeah, I, that gives me like 1984 vibes. Like just let people oh, look totally. at whatever they feel. You know, I look at tons of things that I don't agree with, and even if right. I agree with them, you know, like. It doesn't matter unless I do something with it.
0: (sighs) Even then, like, you know, if you're not hurting anybody, fuck it. Who cares? Mind your own fucking business. Yes. I mean, that's that's the deal, right? Like, you know, authoritarians cannot mind their own fucking business.
1: Um, it's like the worst impulse in the world is the like someone's got to do something impulse.
0: Someone else should do a thing and that always means a cop is going to come fucking shoot you. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. That's what it means. Yeah, he's
1: going like, to he's going to come over and slam you against the wall and then like shoot your poodle.
0: Right, exactly. This poodle's in a cage. It's an obvious threat to my life. Yeah, okay. <laughs> All right, cop, dial it back. Um but, yeah, no, so, so this this episode got wildly off the rails, and I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Um, Happy to oblige. actually – yeah, you did. This is great. Uh, so we're going to wrap up here. Uh, Sonia, thank you for coming on, and feel free to promote anything you feel like promoting.
1: Uh, I mean, you can find me in various places on the internet by Googling Sonia Mann, S-O-N-Y-A-M-A-N-N. Um, mm-hmm. And then, uh, I mean, talk to me. I like making friends with people. Hit me up. Um yeah, I guess that's the extent of my shilling. <laughs> buy Zcash. Personal shilling.
0: There you go. Got him. Boom, nailed it. Yep. Um, what do you sponsored want to promote, by Zcash. Uh, I mean, obviously, this whole thing is just promotion for the shirt store. Mm. So, speaking of, teespring.com slash stores slash the damn woods. Oh, okay. Many of our logos, and they go all over your body.
1: I'm, I'm actually looking this up right now. I'm going to buy a t-shirt.
0: Oh, my God. This is baffling. I'm so excited. <laughs> um anyway thank you for coming on listeners thank you for listening uh feel free to tune in friday if you're a backer next monday for everyone else goodbye i love you